Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 152 in Blackest Night. Hi, pals. Week two of uh, Justice League. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm still excited. Yeah. This wasn't even was... one of my favorite Justice Leagues, but I'm still happy to be here. This was absolutely not a, all oh, right, I have to watch this. It's a, oh, yeah, I get to watch this. Yeah, I think there might be like one or two like um, realms type episodes that I'm mm-hmm. not crazy about a little bit later on, like or like a dark side episode, maybe. Sure. But, uh, other than that. Yeah. Yeah, but I love realms and dark side and the realm of dark side. So that like balances out for me. Oh, there will be things you don't like, I'm sure. Oh, of course there will be. Mm hmm. Like, but I love yeah. realms and dark side. Well, uh, that is two things I know about you. Mm-hmm. They, uh, your your favorite DC characters, uh, the the guardians of the universe, are here though. Oh boy, always <laughs> a pleasure. That's one of those where like I hate the Flash and you don't get it, and like you hate the guardians and like I mean I kind of get it, but it's like I don't I don't feel that strongly about them. They're just little assholes that tell everyone what to do. Well, you gotta have that. Mm-hmm. If you gotta, if you got an organization, you gotta have leaders of that organization, mm-hmm. right? Presumably, Ugh. they just float around in a fucking line. Dad, soon we will have complete control of the galaxy once again. I don't think that's what their deal is. <laughs> it's not with their stated deal, but like you've got an army of space cops that you send out to enforce whatever you believe justice is, like. Well, the only reason they're not trying to take over the universe is because they already control it and nobody's doing anything. Oh, like the real cops. Exactly. Oh, well, now we know it's just they're just the green part of it. Yes. There's a whole spectrum of I don't. Uh, God, none of that makes sense. A beautiful rainbow of whatever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, let's get into it. Our first uh, Green Lantern centric episode in Blackest Night. Won't you please tell me, Maggie, what happened in that episode? All right. So John Stewart's enjoying some time in his old neighborhood when a small squad of Manhunter robots arrive. Uh, not to be c- confused with the four or five human Manhunters that have appeared in the DC universe before, nor our own Martian Manhunter, who is also named Jean. Who says comics are needlessly confusing and complicated? <laughs> uh, it's me. The Manhunters tromp around the streets fascistly and then beat up Jean, Hawkgirl, Flash, and Superman for a while before finding GL, who willingly goes into space with them. The League follows them, assuming correctly that you can't trust cops and you especially can't trust robot cops. But you can trust Robocop. He's a good dude. But he's not here right now, so it's kind of a moot point. The team arrives and discovers that GL's on trial for the destruction of an entire populated planet while attempting to arrest Kanjar Ro, a space criminal and Odo sound alike. <laughs> GL's taken before a tribunal of giant space heads, and speaking of Robocop, Kurtwood Smith once again playing the king of all cosmos, and he pleads guilty. That would be Green Lantern, not uh, Kurtwood Smith. John and Superman decide to do what apparently nobody did in their quest to play the blame game and actually investigate this so-called exploded planet, while Flash acts as Green Lantern's deeply incompetent lawyer, and Hawkgirl gets into a bar fight with some of GL's corpsmen, because of course she does, she's Hawkgirl. <laughs> John and Supes discover that the planet was not in fact destroyed, merely hidden with holograms, and realize that the fascist Manhunter robots are behind all of it. Shocking, I know. 
They rush back to confront Kurtwood Smith and the space heads, but they've already decided to execute John for genocide and Flash for stupid lawyer jokes and hitting <laughs> on the female presenting head. Only one of these men is guilty, and it is not John, John Stewart. With the ruse revealed, GL treats himself to a uh, just a touch of police brutality before everyone heads to Oa to stop a Manhunter invasion. The main Manhunter, or main hunter, if you will, attacked the Owen power battery, attempting to absorb its power and mostly just turning himself into a 50-foot-tall glowing blight from Batman Beyond. <laughs> this is clearly too cool for the known universe, so Jon Stewart absorbs him in a way that I don't really understand. The trial over and Jon innocent, everyone goes home, leaving just one unanswered question. Wait, Sinestro wasn't in this at all? Like, he wasn't secretly behind it, or like, we don't cut to him secretly scheming at the end he wasn't it he just wasn't in it are we sure this is a green lantern episode <laughs> as i recall and i might be remembering wrong and we'll find out in the coming weeks but i don't think sinestro shows up until he's like already bad and part of like uh lex's uh, legion of doom or mm -hmm. whatever like i don't I think we get any one-on-one -on -one against sinestro i was trying to figure this out and I, I feel like this is before his sort of big like return in uh in dc comics and then he was just the only guy yeah but you know this show doesn't really care about what was currently going on in comics like they'll that is true they'll incorporate that but they draw on the entire history and mm -hmm. if you look at any hero you want to think okay but who's their main bad guy who's their joker who's their yeah. lex and like for green lantern eh, it's probably sinestro eh, probably sinestro like in historically like maybe mm -hmm. there's been different ones for brief periods but overall yeah I don't know enough about Green Lantern to sort of look into that. Yeah. And I read it right after Crisis when they were trying to sort of reset everything. Mm -hmm. And then they reset that. So I have no idea what, you know, I have no yeah. idea. I'm trying to remember who the bad guy in uh, um, Emerald Dawn was. And uh, all Le I can remember Legion. was the yellow guy. Yeah, it was Legion, which was actually like, I think, like the population of a whole planet sort of combined into one guy. That's what it was. All right. So. That was good shit. Yeah. I Come I'm, rules. I, I Every time we get into this, uh, well, Hal kind of sucks thing, I say, yeah, Emerald Dawn. And you're like, oh, yeah, Emerald Dawn. Yeah, Emerald Dawn does rule. Emerald Dawn 2 is pretty good, too. Yeah. The problem with is that I know there's like 10,000 bad Hal stories, but I only read like the four good ones. Mm -hmm. So Honestly, it's not a bad philosophy to have. Yeah. But I that was just dumb luck. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of like, I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, I've only read one good uh, or one single comic about Wonder Man, so I think mm -hmm. Wonder Man's pretty good. Yep. I've read a lot of comics about Wonder Man, and I have a different uh, yeah. uh, idea of what Wonder Man is. There's, I hate him. There's a one-off in, like, 84 or 85, and it's got a great, like, uh, Sienkiewicz uh, cover, mm -hmm. and it's it's a really good sort of done-in-one story. And, oh, yeah. Uh, if you Sienkiewicz only that, cover goes a long way to start. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I bought it. Yeah. But then I read it, and it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not talking about Green Lantern, but neither is this episode. Yeah, so let's get into that. Yeah, this is my bad thing. Um, so, when when we were covering Star Trek on the post-atomic horror, early in Deep Space Nine, which was our, our favorite one, yep. uh, Dax, who was one of our favorite characters uh, in, the, in those early seasons, had a handful of episodes where she would just sort of give up. Mm -hmm. She had an episode like this, as I recall, where she was put on trial and she just like, yeah, I'm guilty. Go ahead and guess I'll me. die. And then another time where they were going to take her, her uh, symbiote and she's like, yeah, I guess I'm going to die. Like she just kept giving up. And that's yeah. what that's what John did in this. Like, it's really weird. Like, yeah, it's our first look at this character. Like last week we got, you know, 
him in the group dynamic, but this is mm-hmm. like, okay, spotlight on him. And, uh, it involves a lot of his lore. Like we get a, we get a look at the Green Lantern Corps mm-hmm. and, and the Manhunters, which were like sort of the early things that the, the, the Guardians, uh, tried before the Green Lanterns. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we met some of the other guys, like saw Kilowog. I'm always happy to see that guy. Yeah. Love to see Kilowog. Uh, round head guy was there. Mm-hmm. Round head guy was not happy about, well, you, you're talking about round body guy. Well, I mean, round body guy, guy, but like, yeah, yeah, ball guy. I I like his design in the comics. I did not like the character because, one, the guy who did his voice was just <laughs> doing this. And two, when he got in that fight with Hawkgirl, every time she threw him against the wall, he'd bounce like he was yep. made of rubber. And I thought that was a bit, like, a bit too far. <laughs> yep. But, um, like, this is the first time we get to meet Jon Stewart, and we don't. Like, he just gave up. And that's it. And like, yeah, I get that there's a heroic element to this. Like, like he has a speech about being, you know, if we're going to be these all powerful space cops, we have to be Mm -hmm. held accountable. And that's great. But we didn't see him do anything first. It's just like we get to see him in his neighborhood, which was great. I I like that a lot. But that's John. That's not Green Lantern. Yeah, that's that's the regular guy, not the hero. Mm -hmm. And then the hero's whole thing is. Stop trying to help me, friends. I've got yeah. the death penalty, so it's time for me to die. And it doesn't even occur to him that anything could have, like, th- that it could have been a setup or anything. He's just like, yep, time to die. And it's like, well, if they had done this well into the series, I might have mm-hmm. accepted it better. But, th- like, again, this is our first look at him. Yeah. Um, I would say also, like, the entire uh, plan to... Uh, uh, not actually blow up a populated planet, uh, but make it look like you blew up a populated planet. Um, it's not great, honestly. No. Well, I mean, starting with Superman, we've been building this DC universe that, where space is like teeming with intelligent life. There's there's aliens everywhere, which is oh yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, but what that means is if you hide a populated planet, surely someone's going to notice. It'd be like I imagine if hiding a city or a country. Now, someone's mm. probably going to spot that. I I was thinking about this, and it's like, if I was a team of evil robots, it would probably be easier to just blow up the planet. But, you know, it feels mm-hmm. like they probably couldn't do that in this show. I don't know. The, the fact that they talk about genocide at all is pretty impressive, honestly. And the death penalty. And the death penalty. Like, And this is actually a good Kids Love Justice League moment, mm-hmm. because kids loved it so much the first time, we get a call back to Superman, that time Superman rescued someone from the gas chamber. Uh, Space Court's just like, all right, slap these two in the gas chamber, and everyone's just gonna watch right now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would have been okay if uh, if Flash had just, you know, not not come out of there. I didn't need to watch him die, but uh, mm-hmm. if he just went in the sealed chamber and that was it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't care, Flash. I'm just watching it going like, do that thing where you spin your arms around so that the gas dissipates or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. It's the only thing you do. Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, of I didn't... He uh-huh. didn't think about a lot of st- the, the the bit where he's like uh, they just arrive on the planet and he's basically just like it like in the ship but the ship's parked and like it's surrounded by people who are attacking it. I'm like, dude, do anything! You're the fastest man alive, for God's sake! Yeah, you have a power that can be used in very interesting and creative ways, but uh, you're kind of an idiot. It's just fucking sitting in the pilot seat, going, "I hope Hawk Girl shows up soon to save me." Mm-hmm. I can stare at her butt. Yeah. Uh, my good thing is sort of related to the Flash in, mm-hmm. in that something bad happens to him. Yep. Uh, he falls man, down some stairs. And, yeah. Uh, 
the Manhunters carry these sticks that have like a variety of settings. They mm-hmm. they shoot projectiles. They turn into like electrified billy clubs. Like they're you know they're they're pretty uh, pretty versatile. These weapons, um, and they use those settings to take out Hot Girl and John John John. Then they just switch them off entirely and put them in stick mode, and that completely stops the flash. And I thought that was the funniest goddamn thing. We we don't need space weapons. We just need a stick. Boom. Here, it's the most basic tool in human history. Yep. I don't know how to deal with this. Clonk. <laughs> Down I go. Um, if only I could, like, quickly dodge this or something, but well, I can't. I, I mean, really, to be fair... Part of it was the Manhunters are robots with, you know, lightning quick reflexes mm-hmm. and could anticipate the Flash and hold the stick out at the right time. But uh, really, I just love that all it takes for the Flash is a stick. But I mean, like, I mean, if you're the Flash, your whole thing is going fast. So you need to be faster than everybody. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what's the point of you? Wally, you're like the Sonic the Hedgehog of this show. Yeah. Gotta go fast. I guess so. And also not interesting. I guess so. Mm hmm. I think I said this last week. I got to read some, like, actual Flash comics again. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. show makes me so mad at this character that I really love. Oh, and this show's, like, it's going to get worse for a while. Yeah, and we're just warming up, Mags. Until Justice League, or until JLU. Mm-hmm. Like, and we get some prime Flash hitting, like, Wonder Woman's off on a mission this time, but uh, mm-hmm. he, he hits on Hawkgirl the entire time. Good. That's great. I love to see that. And she mostly just rolls her eyes and flies away like she doesn't really engage much. Mm-hmm. Which, if you get Hawkgirl to the point where she's not fighting back, yeah, you must have really worn her down. I mean, like, listen, again, he's the fastest man on the planet. He can be there right at the beginning of the day hitting on you and still be there at the end of the day hitting on you. Mm-hmm. It's like, like every time I ride the bus. She's just like, I'm going to be... On a different part of the watchtower where only one person can fit. That's okay. I can get there, too. So I'll just vibrate really quickly. <laughs> There's nowhere you can go to escape from me. Great. Uh, but uh, I don't ma- I don't mean to make it sound like this episode was bad, because it wasn't. There were a lot, no. of, uh, lot of great things. What, what was your good thing? Uh, I mean, this was just like a really good second episode. Like... Mm-hmm. We start the series with a pretty action-heavy uh, first episode, which makes sense. It's a fucking superhero cartoon. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that the second episode is a Star Trek-style courtroom drama about kids' favorite topic, genocide, mm-hmm. um, is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, honestly, I thought about Star Trek a lot during this episode. And well, it's yeah. Probably because of the... Partly, at least, because of the Dax thing you were talking about. Well, that, but you're right. It is a very Star Trek style court. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen a lot of these trials in Star Trek and yeah. often good, sometimes not. But yeah, we got some floating heads, which is mm. very Star Trek. We got Kurtwood Smith being all like, I'm the king of space. Yeah, he showed up, I think, in Voyager at one point or another. He was the uh, president of the Federation oh, back in the 80s. So, so he was. Or uh, I think in six, now that I'm. Uh, uh, four and six, I think. Yeah, I th- yeah, you're right. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it, it is very Star Trek, but also this show draws a lot on, you know, I mean, its own comics history. Like mm-hmm. there were, there were definitely some Easter eggs for, for like your, uh, your deep comic fans, like uh, the aliens milling about on the planet. Mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. spotted one or two I'd seen in a comic. It's like, before. I know that guy. I know that guy. I don't really know them, but I sort of, I've seen that before. At yeah. least. And, and then of course the Green Lanterns, I, mm-hmm. like, I, oh yeah, there's Beaky. There's yep. Fall Guy. 
There's Broccoli Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know their names except they, Kill uh, They do bring out the uh, the regulars pretty. Now that we've watched a bunch of Green Lantern animated stuff, they do uh, tend to bring out like the same four or five guys. Wow, which makes sense. They're distinctive aliens, you know. Yeah. And it's an easy sort of broad brush to say, look, mm-hmm. it's a diverse core of different aliens. Here's five different completely looking, you know, different looking aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of diverse, though, I feel like this must have been intentional. I, I almost wonder if Dwayne McDuffie slipped this in. Mm. There is a line where the, the Guardians are seeing that uh, John Stewart's on trial. And he's like, and one of the Guardians says... Um, This is what happens when we add too much diversity to the core. Yes, I was thinking about that. Wow. Said that that about the actual black man. Yep, absolutely. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That can't have been an accident. No. No, 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 no. Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But no, this is a good episode to get back to what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, And also, like, they sort of hit what, like, the show's gonna be, which is, like... Mm-hmm. We so we have like a couple of guys off on adventures, and so that we can sort of focus on just like a core crew. Well, yeah, and Batman's not there, which is good because look, this whole this whole universe belongs to Batman. Let's exactly let's maybe put him on the back burner for a couple of weeks. Yeah, like look, don't don't worry, Batman will come back. Yeah, but um, he even said in the first episode, "Look, I'm a part timer. I'll be here when you need me, but I'm not yeah. going to be here for every dumb space thing." <laughs> There's a bit where they're just like, Batman just said he's busy. All mm-hmm. right. No, what he said was, you know, Batman's just going to say he's busy. Mm-hmm. He didn't even call Batman. He just knew. <laughs> and Jean just got here to this planet. He doesn't know these guys very well. Yep. He already knows. I'm not going to call Batman. It's going to be a whole fucking thing. <laughs> this is not like Brave uh, Brave and the Bold where Aquaman just calls Batman up to see what he's doing. Right. Hey, Batman, fighting crime. But also, you know, if you have been following these shows uh, since the beginning, then you're not that familiar with the new guys and you want to spend a little time with them. And this is a good way to do that. No, that's the other thing, because this episode basically focuses on characters who were like their first appearance was last episode. Yeah. And Flash, who's been, like, in, what, a total of one and a half episodes up to this point? He wasn't quite this irritating in um, uh, his appearance in Superman, either. I don't think anything could be this irritating. But I'm saying, I think they retooled the character a bit. Yeah. So Also, like, he was actively antagonistic in that Superman episode, and he was still more interesting than this. Well, they they, they were doing the, the who's the fastest one yeah. race thing, so you have to do that. Um. <sighs> But yeah, and and of course you get Hot Girl solving every problem by mm-hmm. smashing it. Yep. I didn't really understand. So she gets in a fight with the Green Lanterns, which th- that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But basically, Kilowog, who if you don't know, like we're we're talking about Kilowog a bunch, and like if you've never heard of this character before, he's like the the drill sergeant of the Green Lanterns. Yeah. He's he's the one that puts you through your basic training when you get there. He's the big, tough, scary, but sweet mm-hmm. and lovable guy. Yeah. Um, kind of like Worf. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, and like Worf, people beat him up to show how powerful the threat is. Well, in this case, he just hung back while everyone else got beat up. Mm-hmm. And then I figured, okay, they're doing that action thing where the big scary character's watching. And after he sees, like, uh, the, the smaller guys get taken out, he's like, okay. And he cracks his knuckles and cracks yeah. his neck, which is supposed to be tough, I guess. <laughs> I, I, That's not tough. I do that all the time. It's yeah. because I have a stiff neck. Yeah, exactly. That means I'm old and I don't stretch enough. Yeah. Um. I never understand that. Ah, but, it's uh, time to crack my neck and just like, ah. Yeah. But instead of uh, instead of him fighting, he's like, uh, 
you know what, Hawkgirl's right. We should we should have the back of our fellow uh, Green Lantern. And it's like, so he just had to watch his friends get beat up, and that's mm-hmm. what changed his mind. That that's maybe not the best storytelling there. He's just quietly thinking to him, like just watch his friends get their asses whipped, and just like these guys suck. I should see what John's up to. Yeah, it, it was that, or uh, there's no chance I'm gonna I'm gonna take her out because <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why do I keep hanging out with Bird Guy? I hate this guy. <laughs> beaky. His <laughs> Beaky. Come on. Up at Labs with Bunsen Honeydew and Beaky. <laughs> beaky, Broccoli Guy, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Bouncy Ball Man. Ball Guy. Mm-hmm. Move Ball. <laughs> but uh, still, Hot Girl. And Hot Girl ends up saving the day by smashing the big uh, yep. uh, hologram array because that's like. Every problem is a nail, and all she has is a hammer, so it's a good She's thing. She's just waiting for Superman to be like, all right, uh, all right, hot girl, go blow up the ca- the thing. Yes! Uh-huh. It's about fucking time. I love that character. She's just yep. so one note, but it's done in a way that is not bad writing. It's just, mm-hmm. no, that's what she's like. Yeah. And on a team, it's okay. I wouldn't necessarily want to see an entire show about someone who just wants to hit things, but, no. you know. I've uh, I told you this anecdote before, but uh, there's an interview with uh, Kyle Baker mm-hmm. about writing a, a Hawkman comic, mm-hmm. and he goes, "The best Hawkman's best at uh, hitting stuff with with a mace. So you got to find lots of stuff that he can hit with him. <laughs> the, lots of problems that can be solved by hitting him with a mace." Yep. Oh, I love Kyle Baker. Yep. I discovered his stuff like I don't know a few years ago now, and uh, just like devoured everything I could find, and is all just damn delightful. Yeah, he, he guy's a goddamn genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I particularly like on this show is when they pair her up or put her in a team with uh, Jean, mm-hmm. because he's the he's the reflective, pensive, like very thoughtful, very. Let us sit back and fighting is this. the last is, is is the last option, but we mm-hmm. must consider peace. And what about you know? And she's just like ha. Like every time. Have you tried not hitting things with a mace? But just the thing is, they don't dislike each other. They they rarely argue. Yeah. I think they just make a good like no, between the two of them, <laughs> they got it covered. Like, yeah. It's great. <laughs> Everything's fine, Hawk. Hawk Girl and uh, Jean are here. The thing about Hawk Girl is she knows she's not a thinker. Mm-hmm. And if there's a like a like a complicated you know strategy thing or a puzzle, she'll hand it off to one of the thinkers. Mm-hmm. the The difference between her and Flash is Flash is also not a thinker, but he he believes that he is. Yeah, and that's what makes him annoying. I'll just use my giant fast brain to figure this out. Okay, all right, idiot. Come on, dipshit. Yeah, but no. And uh, one of the things I also liked is. Yes, Superman is in this, but mm-hmm. he's um, you know, he's just part of the team. But yeah. but he's clearly the leader of the team. And what I liked is when they get to the court and they're like, "Well, our first impulse is our friend is in trouble. Let's fight mm-hmm. everyone and break him free." And Superman's like, "Wait a minute. No. I've been out here a yeah. bunch. I've interacted with a lot of these alien cultures. Let's respect their cultural norms and uh like follow whatever rules mm-hmm. they have. Let's let's say, "Hey, Sorry about the misunderstanding. We come in peace. We're worried about our friend. What should we do? And like, yeah. that's a very Superman thing to do. And I really liked that. <laughs> just, everyone settle down. Yeah. Like, I, I speak the most alien. Yeah. First of all. But I, as the as the the sensible one, as mm-hmm. the experienced one who sort of makes peace with the, with the locals, it's, it's a very good thing to give Superman to do. I like that a lot. Look, guys, I'm Superman. 
John Stewart is not getting gassed. Okay, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but so let's just, let's at let's, least hear these guys out and see why cool. they want to do that. Yeah, and it's you know it's good. It it sets him up as the leader. It's it's mm-hmm. just a, it's again very good Superman stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you had a bad thing about Superman. Oh yeah, I do not, and I noticed this. Uh, for the first time uh, this episode, um, I do not like the lines they added to his face. It makes mm-hmm. him look really old. Well, the, the and not in the like silver in his hair that way that I actually like. Yeah, like the Kingdom Come look. Yeah, or doesn't he have one when he shows up as uh, Justice Lord or whatever? I think so. Yeah, I can't remember now. Um, well, I mean, the thing about the Bruce Tim look is it's all very simple, as we've said yeah. many, many times. And so, if you want to convey something like. This Superman's a little more mature than the one from the series. Mm-hmm. You draw a couple of lines, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really <clears throat> love it either. It, it just, it's sort of, like, oh, yeah, they're having a rough time over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that time I, that time I conquered Earth really wore on me. Also, we know that he's going to live well into Batman Beyond times and mm-hmm. not age that much. Yeah, he's so going like, to look great. I think that's when he had the the silver streak yes. in his hair then. Um. But, uh, like, whereas Batman, you know, still looks exactly the same right now. Mm hmm. So, yeah, it's just... weird. Lex Luthor hit me with an aging ray. <clears throat> oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> stop, uh, stop trying to pin this one on me. I didn't do anything. Look, I've hit you with a lot of rays, okay? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that, but, uh, I, I don't have an aging. Why would I have an aging ray? Mm <laughs> What a dumb thing to build. I would I, I would build a youth ray, but what, mm-hmm. an aging... That, what an stupid... <laughs> I, built a death, I built a death ray, but it works real slow, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's a diet of natural causes ray. <laughs> <laughs> and standards and practices in like, is like, uh, could you call it a passed away ray? <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I did like... Yes. So we... Like I said, we still don't really get a good sense of who Green Lantern is, mm-hmm. but I think we have a pretty good sense of who Jon Stewart is because we yes. spent the first five minutes in his old neighborhood, like you said, mm-hmm. and they went full on uh, shaft with it. Oh, yeah. Playing the playing the like super hardcore funk, like black exploitation funk as he's as he's strutting down the street mm-hmm. in his leather coat, black and, leather coat and uh, sunglasses. Yeah, he's so great. I just like this rules. But also, uh this, the, you know, some of the people involved with Static Shock might have mm-hmm. done uh, touched this or at least had the same concerns. Yeah. Because there was not a single white face in this neighborhood no. this whole five minutes, and I loved it. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, no, he comes from a black neighborhood. Everyone there is probably black. And mm-hmm. uh, we got uh, uh, SNL, uh, <laughs> crazy old kook from the original SNL, uh, Garrett Morris, mm-hmm. showing up to be the, the crazy old kook. In, in the na- no, he was like... Uh, yeah, you've been out in space a long time. You've you've changed. You know that kind of thing. Yep, yep. But it was still cool. And the, and you got a kid who's like out there uh, shooting hoops, and then mm-hmm. goes to get a haircut, and he's like, "I want to look just like him. He's my hero." And like this it was just sweet. Yeah. I like that. No, and ju- I also am a big fan of the fact that John just doesn't care that like people know he's Green Lantern. Yeah, it's not a secret identity for him. Yeah, he, I mean he doesn't wear a mask. No. Like Hal did, but uh, John doesn't. He's like, yeah, he no, I'm Green Lantern. Like, People know. Yeah, it's fine. This is what I do. You know. Yeah. I thought for um, sure he was trying to make a basketball shot from re- like completely off the court, and I thought, oh, he's going to use the ring. 
Yeah. But he didn't. Good job. No, he, and he missed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at basketball, actually. No, Garrett Morris is like, you used to be able to make that shot. You got soft, boy. And I was like, mm, that's good. I also Shut up. I've been in space. <laughs> I got a ring to do most of my work. Why would I mm-hmm. work? Yeah. Um, Look, I also, you're lucky I'm not. You're lucky I'm not just ru- flying around in a deck chair like Metron. <laughs> I also really liked. Um, he was not there to stop crime. He was clearly just going back home for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but uh, he happens upon someone robbing a store, mm-hmm. and he stops the guy and returns the money to the to the shopkeeper. But what he does not do, and I think this was deliberate, is mm-hmm. call the cops. Yep, absolutely. Just drops the guy on the ground, walks away. He's like, no, I know the dude who runs the shop. I don't want him to not have money. But mm-hmm. I also know what this system is like, and yep. I'm not getting involved with all that. I'm just stopping the robbery. Yeah. Good job, dude. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? This reminded me a lot of uh, 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 the uh, Netflix Luke Cage series, and now I'm realizing that they're both just referencing Light Shaft and other movies like that. Yeah, like the the big black exploitation thing in the exactly. 70s. There's Shaft and uh, Superfly, Dolomite, mm-hmm. uh, others. I was like, oh, this is a lot like that other thing you've seen. No, it's actually a lot like a lot of things that you haven't seen. I mean, this is just like when you think something's a reference to The Simpsons, which itself exactly. was a reference to something else. That's all. Mm-hmm. Look, I can only watch so much content, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a bit where the Manhunters are uh, marching through John's uh, uh, neighborhood trying to apprehend him, and the, uh, a couple of the Justice League guys shows up and fight them. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Jean gets knocked on his ass and actually gets knocked through a wall. Yep. And there's a kid playing, like, PlayStation. And his reaction when a Martian breaks through the wall is not to run away or to cower, but to mm. hold the controller away. Like, you're not getting my game. <laughs> Which was a great little... It, was, it happened for two seconds. Yep, yep. But I loved it. It's like, look, look, this is a rough neighborhood and this kind of shit. And plus, this is the DC universe. This kind mm-hmm. of shit happens sometimes. But uh, look, I paid for this P- PlayStation myself. I got a job. Yep. And I rented this game and it's due back tomorrow and I'm going to fucking play it and you get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here, green man. <laughs> if you want, you can be player two, but that's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And you got to ask. You can't just yeah. like, break in here and do it. Mm-hmm. It's my house. It's my Nintendo. I get to be Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh, What else? Let's see here. Oh, there was a there was an interesting use of Jean's powers, and I don't remember them doing this later on. Mm. But he's got the, tele- the the telepathy thing, which he used in the in the first one, like yes. to to sort of call out to the other heroes. Um, he's like, uh, I can sort of sense John, but he's too far away. I, I can't get a precise beat on him, but I can tell you what stars he can see. Yes, and I thought that that's was kind cool. of yeah, it was a cool way. And Superman brought up a star chart, and he's like, here. And that's how they found him. And it was yeah. cool. I don't remember them leaning on his uh, telepathy thing a lot later on. I think they mainly use it as a way to, like, co- all communicate with each other. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It's, it's, his powers are so weird and unrelated. That, mm-hmm. You know, a lot like Wonder Woman's. Yeah. You know. Uh, there's also the bit in this where he uh, uses his intangibility to rip a robot's brain out, and I was like, that fucking ruled. Uh, they, they always find creative ways for him to to use the intangible thing, and I love yeah. that. That It's such a cool power. Yep, I agree. And just, like, the, the, the way they have him, like, when he'll, like, float up out of the ground, like, not moving or, what any, or whatever, mm-hmm. I love that shit. Yep, absolutely. Um, uh, when they get to the planet, which is like jury six or something. Yep. 
a Judas four. That's what it was. That was it. Yep. Uh huh. Um, Flash looks around and says, "What is this? Some kind of trial?" It just made me think, "What the hell is this? Some kind of tube?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetie, you're trying so hard, and you're so bad at everything you do. Mm, he's not even trying that hard. He's not trying that hard. No. Um. He makes what the up? fucking Johnny Cochran reference again. Oh, God, that sucked. Which the DC Wiki helpfully pointed out was the third time they've done this in the mm-hmm. uh, DC Animated Universe. It's like, okay, we get it. It was a very important trial in 1994. And we were all laughing at how ridiculous it was, I uh-huh. guess. Yeah. And Jay Leno making racist jokes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what else? <sighs> Uh, there's some aliens in this that were just testicles. Just 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 testicles. Okay. Um I guess. Let's see. Also, honestly, my real bad thing about this, mm-hmm. uh John, John, Manhunter, Manhunters. You guys oh, yeah. can't. You can't. Yeah. No, I I back in the day had a had a real hard time with wait a minute, so are these guys related to the Martian Manhunter? Yeah. Or? Also, like, when the one goes into the uh, the power battery or whatever uh, he goes i have the power like what, <laughs> more like a he-man hunter uh-huh yep if you called them that that would be less confusing yeah mm-hmm. also i'm still not sure how john beat that guy it's like i guess he absorbs him like he's a power battery and then shoots him into the sky i don't know the green lanterns do that a lot everyone's going for that damn battery Yep, and the story it. also ends with like whatever Green Lantern is the main one absorbing the extra power. Like that, yep. that has happened to thirty. T- We've watched so many Green Lantern stories, mm-hmm. and the weird thing is, if you're not uh, subscribed to our Patreon, and you should be, Patreon.com/slash/Algar, um, like. This is the first time you're really hearing us talk about this. Yeah, but it we've seen it a lot. Well. That, uh, the episode or the movies we were doing at the time were around when the Green Lantern like movie came, the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie came out. Yeah. So they just kept doing them for a while, and they always had the same fucking plot. Well, because you always want to like, okay, first we do the origin, and then mm-hmm. we'll move on to something else. But then they never got that far. No, it's it just like, like ah, it's been too long since our last Green Lantern movie. We better do the origin again. Yeah, it's like Spider Man movies where it's like, yeah, guys, you gotta you gotta push forward here. Mm-hmm. Uncle Ben's corpse hitting the ground like so many Wayne family pearls. Um, I thought, and I might have mentioned, I can't remember if I mentioned this on, on the show proper or the Patreon mm. before, but I still think the Green Lantern Oath is something that looks cool in writing, but when it's said out loud, it sounds kind of dumb. It does, and they always try really hard to like. Yeah, it's- look, John's played by Phil Lamar, whose yeah. whose praises I sang pretty much nonstop through Static Shock. He's a great voice actor, and yeah. he really brings it here too. Like when there was that episode with Static and Green Lantern, I could like I knew they were the same guy, but mm-hmm. it was real hard to tell because he's so good. Yeah, and even he couldn't sell this fucking thing. Yeah, it's um, it's rough. Yeah. It just, you know, again, when you're a kid, particularly, I imagine, in the 60s, like when that Silver Age stuff was dropping, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, the 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 sort of popular stock image is like you're reading the comics, like, secretly under the covers with your flashlight or whatever. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe you even whisper it out loud and hope your parents don't wake up. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you hear a real actual actor say it yeah, on a not, show that's competently put together. It's, it's not the best. Yeah. It's, it's not. 
It's great. like I, this is you gotta little, say a little poem every time. A little poem that I that I wrote about Green Lantern. Okay, there once was a man from Oa. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Anything? There Let's were a couple of voice casting things that I didn't love. Okay, Kilowog didn't sound as Kilowog as I wanted him to. I don't. I know. agree, and I also don't think he looked as Kilowog as I like. Mm, I, he, I, you're not wrong. But go, sorry, go ahead. I, I like Kilowog in my head's always like the big, big guy. You know, like like he's not like the Hulk or whatever, but he's always like an obviously huge dude. And there were the, some it, weird scale things in this episode, anyway. But it felt like they just put a Kilowog head on like a generic. Bruce yeah. Tim body. Yeah. I the Manhunters stood like uh, like they were like uh, 50% taller than everyone else. Yeah, but you couldn't really tell half the time. Yeah, but when you stood right next to them like everybody, even the tallest Justice League guy, which I think is Jean, mm -hmm. like they're they're still like 2 feet taller than him, which yeah. is okay. But that like it, it's just just some weird scale all around in this. It's yeah. like no, they're humanoid just like you know, but they're bigger. Okay, but my brain just wants to make them sort of the same size. So that... yeah, uh, you you need to give us some like establishing shots or something. Yeah, here, or guys. you need you need to make them a different shape if you want me to sort of yeah. process this as different. But but yeah, Kilowog, you're right. He's not big enough. I think I thought you meant design wise because like design wise, I think they did a pretty good job of. Oh no, he looks fine. He's yeah. just he looks small, you know, but and that is not how that guy translates for me. He should his voice should be gravelier. Yeah, like. He had a very sort of smooth voice, like, hey, I'm Kilowog, which is great. But he should be more like this, more, mm -hmm. not not like Sergeant Slaughter, not like stupid. No. But like, God. That... No, I think he should be exactly like Sergeant Slaughter. God, that guy. <laughs> they're going to infiltrate the Terror Dome. <laughs> yes, they're going to infiltrate. <laughs> Good work, Sarge. <laughs> that was the 30th take. I give up. <laughs> it was easier recording with Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Most, most folks, most folks. <laughs> That's a callback. Most folks think it's pretty good. Um, but no, he just, his voice was sort of too smooth. Yeah. And honestly, the the, the lead Manhunter, same thing, or the main hunter, as you called him. Yeah, the main hunter. Yeah. Also, didn't sound kind of evil enough. It's like, no, just hey, uh, real. Yeah, I'm a guy. Real casual genocide guy. Just, yeah, whatever. That's fine, I guess. Uh-huh. It's, really looking forward to absorbing all the energy out of that power battery. This baby. killing you. <laughs> hey, hey, I turned into a big glow skeleton. Uh-huh. Good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you turned into a glowing skeleton. Good for him. Good for him. Um, and then, uh, look, the the woman who plays uh, Hawk Girl, again, excellent mm -hmm. voice actor. Really, like, yeah, right now, she's just got the one thing. I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it 50 times an episode. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. You know oh, the yeah. thing. Hot. Oh, I, I love the thing. I know. That's why I don't want to overuse it. <laughs> and I already did it once this time. <laughs> um, but and and later on, they will give her a lot more emotional complexity mm -hmm. when we find out what her actual deal is and what's going on. And, and she gets romantically involved with someone. And like mm -hmm. she she has the range to do not just the smashy stuff, but like all of it. But yeah, she does not have a lot of vocal range in the sense of trying to convince me she's another character because she was one of the heads in the trial and it was yep. clearly just her yep it's, it's good you want to put some uh lady voices in there maybe maybe cast another woman though just just one you know? you know this show does not have the problem that the brave and the bold does no this show knows what women are it's yeah. just you know and they're awesome 
they're trying of course yeah but they're they're trying to stretch some people thinner than like kevin conroy's the same way yeah like you know there is no better batman than him and there probably never will be but like no. whenever they gave him another role it's like eh. i mean look you're kevin conroy like you don't need to be anybody but batman and bruce yeah okay? yeah but uh yeah she's she's in that category of like uh look i appreciate the effort but uh mm-hmm. You do not. You are not a Phil Lamar. No, Phil Lamar is a Phil. I think of the of the core guys, he's the only one who has that that kind of range. Yeah. Nah. I was watching this, and Malcolm's and sort of watches Hawkgirl for a second, and goes, mm. "That's not Paget Brewster." <laughs> Paget Brewster doesn't like. She does some animation, but she doesn't do as much as. No, but she does do Bird Girl. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Bird Girl, who had her own series for a bit, I think it might be done now. But, I think uh, it's still coming out. Oh, all right. It's just uh, between seasons, and they've got like that weird, yeah. like two years between seasons or however stuff yeah. works now. It was it was okay. It wasn't yeah. quite as good as her appearances on uh, on Birdman, uh, but uh, I wanted to like it more than I did like it. You know? Yeah. You know when that happens? Yeah. But it's great that she's that character because yeah, that's, that's one of her best things. <laughs> so cute. Yep. Uh. All right. Anything else? I think that's everything I got. Oh, okay. So something yes. something we pointed out, uh, well, something I pointed out last week, the the bad CG in the opening credits. And mm-hmm. we're going to be pointing out a lot in the coming weeks. Just this show. Uh, look, it's the early 2000s. It's it's the Bush administration. We're, these are unrelated facts. I'm just trying to, <laughs> to, to uh, locate you in time. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still figuring out how, how CG works with cartoons. They don't interact very well yet. No. But... I spotted an example in this, and I want to point it out because we're going to be criticizing it a lot. They actually got one good, which was when the Manhunters were swarming Oa, and there were like a hundred of them. Oh, that ruled. That, I am certain, must have been digital. I can't imagine they hand-drew a hundred of those. No, and it looked really good. Yeah, now, they're robots. They all look the same, so they probably just copied and pasted, but who cares? Like, Mm -hmm. that is an example of you using this emerging technology to your benefit and saying... Yeah, but we're not just going to imply off screen that there's an army of these guys. We can really show. No, just we can big show old... you the army of these yeah, guys. Here's a fucking swarm of of killer robots. I'm like, good, yeah. good job. So you know, sometimes they get it right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I Kanjaro. I I knew I'd heard that name because that it just has the sound of a name we'd heard before. And I looked yeah. it up, and he was the bad guy in a Brave and Bold episode we did not long ago. Yeah, he's like a like a '80s space. I'm sure he's shown up in Green Lantern comics before. Mm. Like, well, he's, he's, he's just based one of those space, guys so yeah. that's around, you know? Uh-huh. It's a good name. It is a good name. It's, it is. You're Ken right. Jaro. Uh, Rene Arbogenois just doing mm-hmm. his uh, uh, Odo voice. But, that, yep. you know, look, it's a good voice. Mm-hmm. It is weird that he never opens his mouth, though. <laughs> he's speaking through clenched teeth the whole time. Yep. I, got, I hate Clark. Ugh. No, in this in this world, he is Quark. Mm-hmm. He's the one stealing weapons and selling them, and like yeah. the, all kinds of shady bullshit. I love um, the guy's just like, yeah. So you're a criminal, right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So why but, are you here? Look, that's I mean, how that guy killed three billion people. Yeah, that's like, how bad he is. It's like that, I'm bad, but he's bad. That guy sucks. Yeah. <sighs> what were you doing? Crime. <laughs> I like how on I, I was uh, on my way to sell some weapons I'd found. 
<laughs> Good read on that. Occupation, sir. Criminal. Uh-huh. Space pirate. <laughs> he says pirate. Friend of Captain Solo. And the thing is, pirates don't say they're pirates. No. Arr, matey. Uh-huh. That's why I got lockjaw. <laughs> I stepped on a nail. Fuck. I mean, me. <laughs> All right. He'll never mouse your cup out of this one. <laughs> we were just talking about how our kitten uh, can sort of take different shapes now. She can mm-hmm. like, she can turn into a ball. She can go flat. She's got mouse and cup. Yeah, mouse and cup. Or, you know, a hot dog or igloo. Mm-hmm. And occasionally Abraham Lincoln. The four shapes. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's a hot dog bender. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for this time. Next week, we are doing something called The Enemy Below, which I mm-hmm. don't know off the top of my head what that is, but it looks like uh, our friend Irish Gav has signed up to be Oh, awesome. One, so that'll be, that'll be fun. Look forward to that. Uh, as ever, the website is uh, kidslovefatman.com. If you want to write mm-hmm. to us, it is kidslovefatmanpodcast at gmail. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie Robots. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Ta-la! <laughs> for more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovefatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.